Welcome back to the Bible Truth Podcast, and I'm Don Pullen. Today, just want to have a little talk, a few things on my chest that got me got me thinking, sitting back, looking out at how we are, how we have been as Christians, as people who claim that we are disciples of Christ. You know, it's, it's stressful because when you look at where we're at, everybody's out there, you know, we're hustling, we're grinding. <music> We're putting our time in to make that paper. We're putting our time in to make our money. Which is a good thing, you know. We're building our lives. We're setting up brands. We're getting good reputations at work. So we're setting up for promotion. And everything in our life is working. And everything is going according to plan. Because we're grinding. We're pushing. We're giving the hours. We're giving the time. But there's one area of our lives that struggles in the modern day believer and that's our relationship with Christ. Why is it that everything is working out except our spiritual life? Why is our spiritual life the only thing that experiences the, the casual from us? We've got to talk about this because this is real situations that we're dealing with. This is really what's going down. I mean, a person can grind out for hours. <laughs> studying to get their degree, working hard for hours to get their promotion, to get that paper in, sleepless nights grinding for your business to take it to the next level, to push it to the next level. And you make it, you make it. But when it comes to your relationship with God, when it comes to your relationship with the Bible, we're all casual about it now. We're not grinding so hard. We're not fighting so much. We chill. Didn't manage to pray today, hey, whatever. Do it tomorrow. Didn't read the Bible today, whatever. We'll catch up tomorrow. And tomorrow becomes one week. It becomes a month. And we, we, we still lay claim to the title, Disciple of Christ. Christian. Believer. Whatever title you want to put on yourself, we still lay claim to that. We never turn around and say, look, I haven't read my Bible in about six months. I haven't prayed in about six months. I haven't practiced anything of scripture in about six months. So no, I'm not really a believer. I need to repent. I need to turn around and come back to God. Now, let me put this out before we continue. There's nothing wrong with grinding. There's nothing wrong with hard work. There's nothing wrong with taking your life to the next level. There's nothing wrong spending time with your, your peoples. There is something wrong with neglecting your relationship with God. Because when it comes down to it, when it's bare bone, when it's minimum, okay, when it's primary, when we come to the basic of it, you were created for God. You are His creation. Imagine you create something and it's busy doing everything out there for itself and only comes to you when it feels that it's in trouble or in need. And that's what we do. The bear of it is that you were created to worship and obey God. That's the bear. That's the basic. That's the raw. That's the real. However you've built your life, whatever you're doing, you can be a, a CEO, you can be an inventor, doctor, lawyer, you can be the greatest ever in your field, but you're building on the fact that you were created for him. And we can acknowledge it and we can refuse to acknowledge it, but we were created for God. So in all our doing, why is it that we are casual about our relationship with God? We need to talk about this. 
Now, let's have a look at being a disciple of Jesus. Matthew 16, 24. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. He says, if you do not deny yourself, Matthew 10, 38, and take up your cross, you're not worthy of me. Now, look at the level here. Pick up your cross, deny yourself, say no to yourself. He says, then you are worthy of me. If you cannot do that, you cannot be my disciple. He says the same thing in Luke 14. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Cannot. Now, you've got to think about this because we claim to be his disciples. But look where we're at. We're not even talking about denying ourselves and picking up our crosses. We're talking about the basics of Christian faith. Read your Bible, pray fast. And people are like, listen, I'm struggling to do that. And we, we get preachers saying, no, it's okay. God understands. God understands where you're at. God understands you're too tired for him because that's the real. God understands you're too busy for him. You're too tired for him. You, you're spending too much time enjoying yourself. So you got no time for him. God understands all that. And that's real talk because we're busy hustling to make our lives better and forsaking God along the way and still claiming, oh, one day I'm going to be in heaven. It's going to be so beautiful when I'm in heaven. And then when you're talking about heaven, you're talking about your flesh again. I'm going to drive what I want in heaven, eat what I want in heaven. So you're making it all about you and you want to go to a place that is ruled by an individual who you neglect. I don't understand that. It's like a bad marriage. That's what it's like. You marry somebody, but you're never at home. You never talk to them. You never see them. In fact, you're messing around out there. Come on, guys. It's frustrating. I mean, when you look at what Paul says in Galatians 2, he says, I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He's determined in his life that he's going to live a life that is pleasing to Christ and allow Christ to live through him. He's given up himself so that Christ can live through him. It's not about it's not about leaving the world it's not about not working anymore and just praying the whole day it's not about that it's about having a heart that desires god it's about walking with god in everything that you do it's about not separating god from your life people these days they only talk about god when they're talking about blessings oh god has blessed me oh god has done this and i'm blessed because i'm like this and i'm blessed because and if you're going through struggle you like I'm going to be blessed. We never talk about the part that we have to play because what has happened is, this is what has happened. We've created our own God in our minds. We've picked out select scriptures from the Bible and we use those, these, and we've used those scriptures to then build for ourselves a golden calf kind of God, a God who's there to serve us, a God who's like a genie in a bottle, a God whom we don't have to serve. We don't have to give time to. All he does is just bless us, keep us. And yes, God does keep us because he's gracious to us. But our expectancy of that God is that every time I pray, he's going to come through for me in a big way because I prayed. So we've created this false God, one who has no requirements of us. He's just there to give us grace and do whatever we want him to do. We've got this God who's big in our mind, but in our living, he's a small God. 
because we don't have a reverential fear for him, because we don't worship him, because we don't consider him in our day to day. We're living for ourselves most of the time and we're serving this false God we've created part of the time. It's not even the God of the Bible because the God of the Bible has no compromises. He does not negotiate. He does not turn against his own word. He stands by his established truth. Luke 14, 33. He says, none of you can be my disciples if you don't give up everything you have. And he's talking about the state and the condition of the heart. I remember when Paul in Philippians 3 says, whatever things were gained to me, those things have I counted loss for Christ's sake. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but dung so that I can gain Christ. I mean, are you living a life trying to gain Christ? Is that what we are? Up to or are we busy hustling every day so that we can make it in this world so we can be more comfortable so we can have better so we can go on better holidays so that we can buy more cars more watches more clothes more phones more shoes more gadgets so we can have more 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 and never serve God in our pursuit of this but turn around and say that God is blessing me because in reality God is not blessing you you've turned away from God you're blessing yourself and it's a principle of life hard work pays off. What you put your time into, you're going to get something out of that. We've turned away from God. We're out there grinding. Come on, people. Let's stop. You know, just stop calling yourself a believer. Stop calling yourself a Christian and come to terms with where you are at right now. Let's come to the point of truth, realizing where I'm at, realizing what I've done and that it's been wrong and repenting, turning around and coming back to the truth because this is not a game. It's a mockery to what Christ did. It's a mockery to who God is, to claim to be a disciple of Christ, to claim to be a believer and then you're just living anti-God in your life. I mean, how disgusting is that? Imagine your spouse, okay, for those of you that are married, imagine your spouse is out with the homies, out at work and having a good time and just enjoying themselves and then they come home and there you are, you've been waiting for them because you love them, you want to spend time with them and they tell you, listen, I was busy at work today, I was busy with my friends, I was busy setting up my business, I'm just too tired for you today. Maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm just too tired to spend time with you today. Maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow. And this goes on for months. Your opinion of that person is going to be that they don't love me. They don't want to be around me. They don't love me. But then you do that exact same thing to God. But then you turn around and tell him, I love you with all of my heart. I laugh when I hear people saying, you know, I'm really struggling to pray and I'm struggling to read my Bible and I'm struggling to be obedient to the word. But the thing is, I love God with all of my heart. He's first in my life. In fact, I'll die for him. That is nonsense. Okay, that is nonsense. That because that is the first, the furthest from the truth. That statement is so far from the truth. Because love is not in, expressed in what you say. Love is expressed in what you do. It's not a competition to see who's who can love God in their words better than anyone else. 
Love is expressed in what you do. Because the same example that I used about a spouse that never spends time with you. And then they're like, I'm too tired for you. So I'm going to bed. I'll be up three in the morning, you know, because I've got to get to work or I've got to go to the gym or I've got to study or whatever it is. But before they go, they tell you, I love you so much. You're the most important thing in my life. And I'll give up everything for you. Have a good night. And they're gone. Words are easy to say. Words are easy to say. Let me prove it to you. I can say to you right now, by this time next year, I would have built a mansion for myself on the moon. You see that? Or I can say, by this time next year, I would have built a rocket ship that's going to take me to Mars. You see that? Now you're listening to that and you're thinking, dude's talking nonsense. Because words are so easy to say. We can say whatever the heck we want to say. Whether people will believe it or not, we can talk all day long and talk a whole lot of mess because words are easy to say. Love is evident in how you live, not what you say. There are people, there are couples that can go all their lives together and never ever tell each other that I love you. But both of them will be certain that their better other loves them without the words ever being said. So what we do is we come to God and we're throwing up this lip service and it's got to stop. Stop it. Repent. Stop it. Stop saying, God, I love you so much. I'll die for you. You're the most important thing in my life. You're everything to me. You're number one in my life. Stop it and start living it because at the moment, by the way we live, God is not number one in our lives. He's whatever it is at the end of the last thing that's most important in our lives because something or somebody that is most important in your life You don't forget to pray. You don't forget to read your Bible. You don't forget to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ. You don't forget to give them worship and honor. You don't forget to obey their word. Because if you are forgetting, because you're so busy and so caught up with living this natural life, which by the way is temporal, then he's not the most important thing in your life. We've got to be real with ourselves. You may not like me for what I'm saying to you, but it's the truth. If you can look back and analyze your life, a little bit of hindsight, and see the way you've been with God. Lip service doesn't get you anywhere. And telling people, oh, you know me, you know, I love God. God comes first in my life. I love God more than anything. Doesn't score you brownie points with God. It's not what you say, it's what you do. This is not a game. If you love your life, he says you lose it. Have you denied yourself? Are you living in obedience to the word of God? We're living in an age and a time where people value money over everything else. It's so sad. We're living in a time where people value themselves over God. And this is so sad. People, people, people. We've got to come clean and we've got to come correct. There's a God in heaven, a mighty God, magnificent, glorious in all of his ways perfect in his love, perfect in his justice, perfect in his righteousness, in his wrath. There's a God whom one day we will stand before and he will judge us, not by what we said. Oh yes, what we said will be judged. Our idle words will be judged, but more by what we did. And based on that, he will either welcome us into his kingdom or turn us away. 
and we'll be sent to the wrath of God, the place where we will burn for all eternity and God would have forgotten about us. But he loves you. Now, today, he loves you. Hell wasn't created for you and I. It was created for those who are his enemies, Satan and his kingdom. We have to come clean. We have to turn around. I know the world is attractive to the flesh. Come on, people. You've got to want more than this world. You've got to want more than this world. I'm ranting, I know, but we've got to come correct. We've got to fix this as believers. Listen to me, let's repent. Now is the time to repent. Now is the time to turn around. I'm not saying give up your jobs. I'm not saying stop your businesses. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm not saying don't give your family time. What I am saying is that God has got to be a part of everything that you do in your life. What I'm saying is that you've got to have devotion. You've got to have times where you read your Bible. You've got to have time where you pray. You've got to have time where you worship every day. Because we live life one moment, one breath, one day at a time. So if I don't worship God, if I don't pray, don't read my Bible today, that means today I don't love God. That's it. And that's the measure of my relationship with God, what I've done today. And the sad reality is if I'm fooling around today, it's going to build up and become weeks, months, and for some people, even years. We've got to fix this. All it takes is turning around. God will never reject you. Be sorry, be broken, a broken and a contrite heart I will not reject. Says in Isaiah, come let us reason together. He'll never turn you away as long as you're coming back to him with a genuine heart. Come and be his. Let me shut this down with this. Listen to this. Ecclesiastics chapter 12 and verse 13 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This is the whole duty of man. Fear God and keep his commandments. So if you can do this on a daily, if you can live this way, to worship God, to keep his commandments, to reverence and honor him, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Love is not what you say, it's what you do. So love God for you today. Before we shut this down, please, I'd like to ask you every day in the morning, Matthew chapter 5 in the afternoon, Matthew chapter 6 in the evening, Matthew chapter 7, read those three chapters for the rest of your life at those times. If you cannot do it at those split times, try and do it all in one sitting in the morning. Wake up early, get into the word, get into meditation, get into prayer, get into worship, get right with God early in the morning and through the day, make sure you're living what you are reading. In the description, there's links to the Twitter. Follow me there if you'd like. The YouTube channel is on there, School of Obedience. Please check that out. Subscribe when you're there. There's a link to the Patreon page in the description. Yes, we're asking for your support so we can keep doing what we do more often with better quality, better standards. Go over to the Patreon page. Help us in any way that you can. Thank you for that always like to say as true disciples of Christ we learn we practice we teach make sure you're going out there living for God 
loving God not through lip service but in actions God bless you have a great week have a great day wherever you are thank you for listening to this this has been the Bible Truth Podcast and I've been Dom Pullen I'm out I'm out